Welcome to the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. Health and wellness, baby, that's what we're talking about. No nonsense. Holistic. Common sense pursuit of health and wellness. That is what we do here. And this month, we've been talking about detoxing. It is the Detox Series. Shout out to our sponsor, HealThyself360.com. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Rook, damn, what's going on? We late this week. And you're right. I am. I am. But nonetheless, I'm here. I'm here before we close out March. Now, there's a moral to this story. I know what you're thinking. Well, yeah, Rook, the moral is your ass ain't doing what you said you was going to do. Okay, okay, fine. That's one moral. I'm going to eat that. You are right. You are correct. But I'm talking about there's a moral that you can take. For you know of this story okay what is that it's one of my favorite quotes i got this from um i think it was dr uh mike murdoch <laughs> he's an interesting cat but you know as i was making my transition over from a religious world over to just you know living in truth and coming over to a more spiritual way of living you know, this this dude, he um he had a lot of gems to drop. And so one of them, one thing that he said is that the key to success or the key to, to success in life is realizing when you've gotten off track and quickly getting back on. Did you catch that? The key to life, the key to success in life is being able to recognize, like this is a big one, like people people not even recognizing. How can you fix something? How, how can you shift gears if you don't even realize that, damn, <laughs> I'm on the wrong path, right? I didn't I didn't get off on a detour I didn't intend to. So the key to success is recognizing when you've gotten off track and quickly getting back on. That is applicable. That's applicable to everything, most certainly to your health journey. That's what makes it a journey, right? Discerning, knowing, being honest and real with yourself to say, yo, I'm off. I done got off track. Let, let me, let me, let me recorrect this baby. You understand what I'm saying? And so, Yeah. We are closing out. We we never really closing out talking about detoxification. So let's just be clear about that because it is the key. It is the it is truly the key to longevity in your health. It is the key to reversing illnesses and disease. 
it is. So we, we will never fully close it out. But as I was thinking about, you know, what else we want to highlight during this, you know, quote unquote detox series, we just want to kind of recap like three main takeaways of what you need to know about detoxing your body and more importantly detoxing your mind but just holistically just your body itself you just break this sucker down and just three quick takeaways so that this is something you would kind of embed in your mind as you're moving forward and as you or if you because you may not but if you run into some roadblocks you know these would be things that you can think about so number one um everything you must remember everything that you put in and on your body affects your body now that that should sound pretty well that's self-explanatory duh yeah but we don't realize it every single thing that you put in your body in so you think of every entry hole that you have yeah top or bottom up or down (laughs) everything you put in your body and on your body it affects your body it affects your mind it affects your thinking everything so it's not rocket science we fail to just pinpoint and identify simple things we're, we're always looking to and i'm and i'm guilty of this sometimes overthinking overthinking like somebody asked for uh it was something about i don't know if it was fasting or it was some health related question uh topic and it was you know and to be fair and i say it's very basic but i guess i can consider it basic because it's basic to me but you would think that it was just common knowledge and the person was like well well where's the study on that and it's like god darn like do you need a study to tell you how to wipe your ass like just be- think about this we always walking around talking about how we are superior over animals but you don't see no animals lining up at a doctor's office waiting for the doctor to tell them one when to eat and two what to eat so who's really superior who's really in tune with themselves hmm who's really living and operating by way of their instinct and their instinct is just you. you that that's your spiritual self that's your spiritual god so just think of the most basic scenario that you know start observing like we don't observe things and it's hard to observe things when you're not aware because your mind is running at a million miles an hour and you're all over the place and your thoughts and your attention is being directed by something else so it's hard to see basic things we got to be careful what we do to children and I, and as a parent, you know, especially as a young parent years ago, I was guilty of this, that we 
have the tendency to diminish our children and their yearning for that inquisitive nature that they have. They want to know things. Everything there, when when the Bible says to be like children, right? That that that's a gem. That's a gem. And what it's essentially saying is getting back to the core of you. Children, they notice many of them. Now it seems to be few and fewer because, you know, we just got kids are drugged up. So it's hard for them to really operate in their natural self when, I mean, they bombarded with all sorts of stuff. You know, vaccines, drugs, um, the food is crap, like. So that introduces a whole nother dynamic, but you always have at least a couple children who you, you notice their level of awareness and they're pointing out different things. And as parents and as adults, sometimes it's like, Oh, they're getting on your nerves, right? We dampen that we shut. Once you do that over time, over months, over years, they stop asking and you think they grow up. And that they just at an age where, whoo, girl, we done got over those little young ages. But what you've done is you've essentially, you've, you've stifled them. You've blown out their fire. And where they no longer ask why. They just accept that, oh, I don't know, that's just what it is type thing. But they have the ability to just point out things, notice things that you could be out at a park or at a mall. And they're able to see things that because you're in the midst of the hustle and bustle, you no longer see. And that's the key to this whole health thing is getting back to you and being aware of what it is you're doing and why it is you're doing it. Knowing that it doesn't, I don't need a professional medical journal to release a study to tell me that eating a bunch of fast food is is no good for me because when I become aware I am able to observe how it makes me feel. I'm not talking about the instant gratification because now you're triggering, <laughs> you're triggering some of your, your your neurotransmitters in there. So so we're not talking about those those chemical things that when you put your mouth that then hits those taste buds and you're like oh euphoric, oh yes, oh this is so good. We're not talking about that because we we you've seen for yourself that that isn't long lasting. That's why you got to keep going back. It's like a drug. But when you're starting to see and observe yourself, you can take a step back. You're like, wow, this doesn't make me feel good. When I start my morning by doing this, my concentration level goes down. I'm not able to focus as easily. So that's key number one. Everything you put in and on your body, right? We're putting deodorant. Women don't even know. This is men too, but I'm specifically specifically talking about women we talking about breast cancer you're putting toxins right there beside your breast underneath your arm deodorants that you put on aluminum based deodorants and if you want studies the studies are there on how these things contribute to cancer right right under right there where your lymph nodes are your, your little cleansing stations that's essentially what they are and you're clogging it up. You are trying to prevent and hinder the body from natu- from doing something that it naturally does, which is perspire. Anti-perspiration. So doesn't that think, seem a little weird 
if your body is perspiring for a reason, no root. So what you're saying, am I just supposed to walk around musty? No. That's not what I'm saying. There are natural options, right? There are natural deodorant options that don't have all those chemicals in it. But when you start talking about having a funky body, you got to look in the inside. Because whatever you're smelling coming out on the outside is what's going on in the inside. So funky breath, funky ass, funky armpits, funky down in between your legs, whether they're ball, your balls or coochie. Like, now, yes, when there's activity, right, you, you could be running, you can exercise, you do whatever. I'm not saying it smells like roses, but it shouldn't smell like death. It shouldn't be like, God darn, like you, you take those clothes off and you want to set them bitches on fire. That's how bad they smell. And no, it shouldn't smell like that. Go to a rec center or a gym at a school and see how bad those kids smell. Something is wrong. Okay. Number two, uh, you must give your body a break from modern day abuse from the standard American diet, you know, and it's crazy because as I'm starting to travel more, you go to other countries and you see that they are, some of them, many of them, um, are adopting the American lifestyle. You see more of our raggedy restaurants and fast food joints there. And, and, and you also see, even though, you know, our health is one of the worst, you start to see the numbers trickle the same way and decline. Their health numbers decline just like ours is. I just posted um on Twitter the other day. It was a study that was done a couple years ago where they, in South Africa, and they went into the rural part of South Africa, and they had those people go on an American standard diet. And within two weeks... And I know this sounds crazy to people, and it may be the reason why, you know, people are resistant to when you say it. It just sounds like unbelievable, like, man, get the F out of here type stuff. And I get it. (laughs) I I get it. I get how it just seems so, no. Within Okay, let me finish saying what I was about to say. Within two weeks, two weeks, of eating. These people have gone from eating their 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 standard sub South African diet, switching over to a standard American diet, and within two weeks, they were able to detect certain biomarkers that were indicative of colon cancer risk. Right? So you must give your body a break. Like my daughter is hitting this age now where and to be fair, from birth, no, I was not, from her birth, since she was first born, no, I was not living this lifestyle. So I got to take ownership of that. For the first uh, six years, maybe, let me see, I think I, I started to get, become more health, health conscious around 2009, I believe, 2008. I believe 2009, which would have put her at about six or seven. So up until then, you know, we went hard in the paint, you know, we, we, we went to golden corral. We went to, you know, uh, Wendy's and we went, that, that's what we did. So I can't act as though 
I didn't play a part in setting the tone. Now, although, you know, since that time, I've gradually grown and grown and grown to the point that I am in now. However, I cannot. This is what a parent's got to realize. Like, just because you switch your lifestyle over, even in a home, right, and you have a spouse or you have a partner, that you have children or you may have other relatives that live with you, like, dude, you just switching over. Like, now you want to be the authority and everybody else is just, like, on some BS because you figured it out. Like, you had a job to lay the foundation, and you didn't. So, you got to deal with the ramifications from that. So, I say all that to say, she's kind of hitting this period where, you know, she just turned 16. That's crazy. It's crazy I got a kid at 16. But, um, and she's, you know, want to eat what 16-year-olds eat. The typical 16-year-olds. Now, there has been seeds planted. There have been seeds planted. So she knows what's up. She knows what she needs to do, right? She tried to tell me she tried to balance it out and make sure she's getting her water and her fruits and vegetables. But, you know, she'll still rock with some of the same crap, like some of the same donuts and other foolishness or um, whatever other fast food, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, what I stress to her is no different than a car. I use this analogy all the time because it's the easiest one to get. If you get in your car and you drive for months and months and months, right, you exceed typically cars now anywhere from three to 6,000 miles. You need to get an oil change and change your filter. Now, if you don't do it at that mark, is your car going to just cut off and fall to pieces? No. No, of course not. However, if you continue over time, that oil is going to get darker. It's going to get thicker. It's going to, it's going to get lower. It's not, it's not even going to be at the same level than what you first put it in. That filter is going to get dirtier. And as that happens, it's going to affect other parts in that engine. And the key is if you know that you are living a certain type of lifestyle, you got to have wisdom enough to give your body a break. Quarterly, at least. Quarterly, every three months. Like this is an ideal time as we get ready to go into this, to the second quarter of the year. You mean to tell me. We're talking about you and your life and your health and you can't dedicate to yourself Three days out of every quarter, seven days out of every quarter to cleanse, right? And you doing whatever you want to do all the other days? Like, that's some BS. Like, that is some BS. You have no respect for yourself. You have no respect for your body, and you don't want what it is that you say you want. Not for your overall health and lifestyle. You don't. If you don't do it for you, who's going to do it? So you got to give your body a break. You got to give your body a break. You have to give your mind a break from nonsense. You got to give, it's a total mind, body, spirit experience. Collectively, those things are connected. The detox, detox thing, this ain't just about, you know, taking some cleanse and going about your business. No, no. No, no, no. That's why we call it holistic. It's the whole part. Nothing in your body, nothing for you as a human being, nothing happens or operates separately. 
No, it doesn't happen. It doesn't operate independently. Collectively, collectively, all of those things, all of those things work together. So if you care about, even if you ain't gotten to the point to where, you know, you really buckling down to change your lifestyle, right? Completely, like a complete lifestyle change, at least have wisdom enough to know, yeah, okay, I'm smoking weed every day, two and three times a day. Mm, maybe, maybe, maybe I should let off for, for three days. I'm gonna do a cleanse and I'm gonna just, you know, I'm gonna go straight mother earth. I'm outside. I'm getting the sun in. I'm getting some fresh air in. I'm getting my meditation on. Um, I'm on my water, fruits, vegetables. That's what I'm doing. And if you can't do that, or if you start having real serious ass withdrawals, you then know you got an addiction problem going on. See, here's the deal when it comes to addiction. It sounds like, you know, uh, it's it's so cliche now, right? But, you know, and it's almost like addiction, you're thinking worst case. You're thinking crackheads you see on the street. You think about your uncle who was a drunk, who was addicted. You drink, like, you know, or or crackhead or, or, or whatever, whatever addict. You think of the worst case scenario, but you don't know that you have an addiction right now. We all have one. You're addicted to something. How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? Because most of us haven't mastered this yet. How do you know if you have an addiction? See, the first thing you're going to say is, I'm not addicted to anything. And, and what I'm going to say is prove it. Because if you're not, you should be able to stop. Well, I can. I just don't want to. Okay, well, then prove it then. Give me seven days. Give me 21 days. And back off of it and let me see. Let me, let me see if you're really not addicted. Prove it. This is the self-work. This is how you self-check yourself. Because sometimes you can't get lost in your own sauce. Right? And you think you got it like I'm good. And then when you go test yourself on it, you be like, damn. I ain't really ahead of this thing as much as I thought. Like I'm kind of slipping on my pimping. That ain't no bad thing. Right? Because you're aware. It's the awareness part that we're going for, that we're shooting for. So... Do I have an addiction? I don't know. Let me see if I can stop doing this. Am I addicted to sex? Let me see if I can back up off it. Let me let me let me see if I can go 21 days, 30 days. Let me see. Let me see. Am I really addicted? Am I addicted to this 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 food? Let me see if I can go on <laughs> straight raw. Let me see, let me let me see if I can do that. Let, let me let me. Am I am I addicted to social media? Let me see if I can cut it and not lose my mind. Can I figure out another way to use my time? Am I bored? Am I stir crazy? Hmm. Am I addicted to a person? Am I feeding off of them? Am I no longer operating in my own space and my own power because I need to be connected to this person? And if they ain't there for me doing this for me and telling me this, I'm, I, I can't even, I don't even know what to do with myself. Ooh. That is a question. Number three. Number three. This is this is the most important one. This is where we started with the first with the first episode in this uh, series, and that is all of your efforts, every last one of them. 
all of your efforts are in vain if you don't believe in what you're doing. Mind is everything. Mind is everything. Mind is everything. If you don't believe in what you're doing, right, you can read all you want. And it can make sense to your conscious mind, right? You like, yeah, yeah, I dig it. I'm reading it. This is good for me. This is bad for me. This is what I need to do. But if you at your core don't believe in what you're doing, it's all in vain. It's all in vain. I don't know if you remember or if you are in the church or from the church. But there's somewhere in there that speaks to if you don't, that God likes a cheerful giver, right? So that if you don't really feel it in your heart, like even when it came to giving tithes or whatever, if you didn't feel like if you really at your core wasn't happy and excited and eager to give, it was better for you not. It was better for you not to do it. That's something, that's, that's, ooh, that's, that's something good there. That's a gem right there. That's for everything. <laughs> That's for everything. Right? I give this example all the time. Especially when it comes to people trying to deal with illnesses and diseases. Especially the ones that they find really scary. You know, you start talking cancer and HIV and stuff like that. If you believe, for whatever reason, your own personal belief, you know, due to programming, um, whatever. You believe at your core that if you don't go the route that your doctor suggests that harm could come to you, I suggest you go that route. I specifically try my best not to intervene or help anyone who has made it clear that they cannot vibe with the remedies and the options that I'm trying to provide for them. I cannot help you. So if you feel as though that if you don't go and get chemo, you could possibly die or you could possibly cause your cancer to grow and get worse, then you better carry your ass in there and get that chemo. Because your belief system, your mind is what makes things true. This is a hard concept, a hard concept to rewire. That it is your mind, it is your belief in a thing. If we want to get real, real deep on this right quick, and it ain't even deep, right? It's like shallow deep. <laughs> that's, the, that's the name of the game that it comes to all of this religious stuff. What you believe, you give power to your God. If the people don't fuel it, if the people, and if the people kill and eliminate their belief, in a God, the God dies. It's just that simple. You think your God has power because your God is the real God and you don't even know that you, it is you and your belief in that God that has given that God power. Yeah, that's that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother conversation. But if you can grasp what I'm saying, this whole game that's being played, this is what I said last week. It's a game of magic. And magic is a game of thoughts. Can you manipulate? 
can you impact the physical <laughs> through your mental? Can you? You can. You're already doing it. You don't know that you're doing it. You're not aware that you're doing it, but you're already doing it. What you see manifesting now before you in your physical is first, first, first began in your mental. What you see in the physical began first in the non-physical. All right? It's your mind at work. It's your mind at work. It is your mind at work. This is what drives people crazy. This seems so simple when people are like, overwhelmed and, and angry and frustrated or about to have a meltdown it ain't even the thing that's going on that's driving you crazy it's your mind when people say all you got to do when you feel yourself going down this downward spiral right is think different thoughts that sounds ignorant right to, to most people like if it was that easy don't you think I would do it but when you really 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 think about it that's simply all you have to do. It is your mind. It is your thoughts. Is another. There's another. There is a. There is another quote that I like. Let me see if I cannot. <laughs> let me see if I cannot screw it up. But I, I gotta. I'm gonna, let me try to remember it first because it's good and, and and it's speaking to to how your thoughts are dictating. Um, your reality essentially, right? And dang, what is it? So I know what it is. Got it. Negative emotions always mean that the larger part of you, so you can say larger, higher, whatever, the larger part of you is focused on what you do want while you are focused on its absence. The times that you find yourself sad, overwhelmed, angry, it is because there you are focusing on an absence of something. That person that you're dealing with is not doing and being who you want them to be and they're not doing what you want them to do. If it's your life scenario, right? The larger part of you is focused on, it's like, like source sees the best in you. Source sees you healthy, right? Divine spirit, whatever you call it, God, whatever, sees you in your most optimum state. And when you see you any less than that, negative emotions are on the horizon every single time, every single time. Every single time. That's Abraham Hicks, by the way. Esther Hicks, whoever. The Hicks crew. That's my takeaway. That's your takeaway for this detox series. And really, that might should have been number one, which is why we started with the mind first. It is your mind. You have to go to work, right? You got you to be okay with where you are, right? You got to be content with where you are, but then you also got to have a desire for more and you got to go to work. That's that balance game. That's that balance game. It is work to reprogram your thinking. 
and that's fine. It can be done. But when you begin to see yourself, when I say things to you like you can heal from anything, mind in mind or body, you can heal from anything. When that makes you uneasy, you got to start questioning yourself. Like what's really going on in the inside? What's really going on that somebody is telling me I can heal from anything? And the first thing that comes to my mind is like, yo, you a liar. Not everybody can heal. Like that's what you got to ask yourself. You got to go toe to toe with you. What is it about me? And, and, and most of you believe in some type of higher something. Some you're either religious or spiritual or whatever. What is it about me? That I can speak all of this godly everything, but that somebody tells me that I can heal from anything and I go in defense mode. Like, no. I make excuses. Like, there are some scenarios that you can't heal from. Whoa, well, that means everything that you're preaching is a damn lie. That means you're a walking contradiction. That means you're a hypocrite. That means you're full of shit. That's what that means. You're not going to tell me. You're not going to tell me that you believe that you are a child of the most high. And that this magical, spiritual, energy, being, whatever, would have you to be here to suffer and to not be eligible for healing just cause because he just chose you because you was his greater servant wow joe blow over here living their best life but somehow god chose you you to suffer with honor because that's, that's what we tell everybody you suffering for god god didn't tell me there was going to be no sunshine he said it was going to be rainy days like damn what why 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 is all the days got to be raining? Why you you ain't prim, you ain't promised me no sunshine? Like what? Mm, I ain't with that. I, I need a little sunshine. Come on, bro. Your mind is everything, people. Your mind is everything. So, um, that's it. That is it. We will keep it going. We will crank it up. Um. For the people who reached out to me, yeah, I know you've noticed that I've, um, the site, I'm updating it again. Don't judge me. No, it's really good this time, though, because it's, you know, I'm inspired by visual things. This is another key. This is another, this is another life key right here, right here. You got to figure out what inspires you and stay with that. If colors inspire you, then surround yourself with colors. If music inspires you, then keep yourself surrounded by music. Find what inspires you, right? I'm a visual person. Visuals inspire me, right? I love color. I love organization. I love, like, that. that's my thing. It's hard for me to, to have anything outside of that and feel good about it. So I gotta re, I, I'm restructuring some things, re-outlining some things um, so that it will be easier my ultimate goal is to create like a library and a database of resources. That's the ultimate goal. So the layout that I had initially, I just didn't think it wasn't inspiring to me. That's just point blank. <laughs> so, so that will be back up on Monday. Um, as I finish, you know, working out these few little kinks, 
And um, yeah, we're gonna keep it going. I'ma hold me accountable, right? You gonna hold me accountable. I'ma hold you accountable, and then we're gonna get better. First, you're gonna get mad, then you're gonna get better. That's what we're gonna do here. So if you have not cleansed all year, give yourself a day. Give yourself two days. Give yourself tomorrow or whatever. Wednesday, you pick a day to where you dedicate to taking care of yourself, whether that's more water, whether it's more outside time, whether it's more fruits in the morning, whether it's more salads for lunch, whatever it is, this, this is you. If not you, then who? You are your greatest assignment, people. Remember that. That's all I got. Until next time, peace. Thanks for listening to the Project Rook Podcast. Remember, you are your greatest assignment. Until next time.